We're going to do it differently. We don't always have to do it all exactly the same, do we? I'm T. This is Burning Tarot. And, you know, the nice thing about doing something pretty much the same way every time is that it becomes a tradition. And, and people like having that predictability, you know? But if you do something different, then this can help keep you from becoming bored. Which is a thing, honestly. It's definitely a thing. So instead of walking the forest, wandering through Mother Nature as we usually do on the Burning Tarot podcast as we pull our tarot card for this span of time, yes, instead of all that, we are in a city. You can hear construction. It's library construction, if you want to know. We are in a small city in central Oregon. We are uh, definitely not in New York or San Francisco or anywhere like that. I have lived in those places too, but I always come home to Oregon. And I just really felt like I wanted to draw the card. So we're, we're beneath these beautiful street trees. I think they're elms. They're giant and old, beautiful. And um, we've got this library construction business going on right here. And I can't take too much time with this reading. You know how I like to go on and on and on and on. Well, I won't be able to do that today. Or at least I'll have to take a break. Because I have stuff to do over here in this little city. With beautiful blue sky above. And what we see here are the trees and plants of settlers. European types of settlers who came to this area and built their cute little city with its little brick downtown and drew groundwater up to keep these plants and trees going. And there's some of the more original trees from this area too. You still see some ponderosa pines mixed in as well. Ooh, cool noises. Oh, a very tall crane is pulling up what looks like some elaborate Chinese New Year decoration with red ribbons on it. But I don't think that's probably what it really is. Those ribbons are straps. That's a fine crane. Newfangled crane. I grew up among many crane parts in old warehouses. Did you guys know that? Mm -mm, you didn't. Now you know. Okay, let's get to our card. We are here in the small city. Instead of out in the country or next to a stream. I was just by a stream earlier today. And I thought, ooh, I should draw the card. And I didn't want to. I just wanted to hang out by the stream in the spring by myself. And now is when I wanted to draw the card. Uh-oh, there's teenagers. It's going to get loud. All right, we drew the Queen of Swords. All right, so what do we have to say about the Queen of Swords? I feel like one of you in, in a private reading that you bought with me recently. One of you just drew this as your final outcome. I think it was an in-person reading from somebody here in Central Oregon. And it wasn't that long ago, and I honestly can't remember who it was. That seems strange. Well, remind me next time I see you. Who is the Queen of Swords? So we're using the Smith Rider weight, like we like to do. And so this illustration is by Pixie. Pamela Coleman Smith. 
And of course the wind is kicking up. So let's put a scarf over this, see if it helps. Scarf, scarf, scarf. That should help. Okay, so we got the Queen of Swords as drawn by Pixie. So this is a woman, a white woman. This is the old fashioned style of cards. Everybody's white, I think. Um, so if you're looking at the card, she's facing off to your right. Her left hand is out, kind of as in greeting, or as in, yes, you may approach. I'm sorry, that's her left hand that's held out going, you may approach. Her right hand is on the hilt of a sword, which goes straight up, vertical. And the hilt rests on the arm of her throne. She's got uh, butterflies on her golden crown. And that sounds very lovely and everything, but she's kind of, you know, looking pretty badass. She has a severe look on her face. She has reddish golden hair. Um, she is wearing white with some red and then some puffy cloud blue cape. Behind her, we see blue sky. We see a bird. And we see some clouds rumbling up down toward the horizon. These are mostly white clouds, but some are gray. So the Queen of Swords is beckoning someone, allowing them to exist in her presence, allowing them to move forward and make their case, perhaps. And perhaps it's a petitioner. This sword makes it very clear that though she is but a weak female, the Queen of Swords is a fucking queen. If she wants to chop your head off, she will. And she wants you to know that she has that capability. Think about a queen. She can probably just kind of, you know, or, or like a, a, think of a gangster in like, you know, the Godfather movies or whatever. These people don't actually have to carry a sword. These people can, you know, nod a certain way at one of their underlings and the underlings will certainly take care of such matters for them. If you were to approach the queen inappropriately, and she, you know, wanted to say off with your head, she could just say that or raise her finger and one of her guards would do this, right? So the act of holding your strong, held upright phallic symbol in front of you where everybody can see it is a clear indication that you want people to see your strength. We are dealing with the element of air here, which means um, that's what the swords correspond to in the tarot, in the tarot. Swords equals air. What does that exactly mean? Well, there's a lot of different ways of thinking about it, but one of them is that the swords correspond to mind. They also correspond to power and power games. So things like language, electricity, the internet, uh, communications, messages, these things can all be interwoven with your sword's life. And often a power struggle, a conflict, a way of standing up for yourself, cutting somebody else down, deceiving somebody. These are the kinds of things that come up in our sword's journey. 
And that isn't, you know, that isn't really to blame the element of error for everything. Uh, this is just how the tarot is constructed with the stories that typically follow around these different cards. When we get to the Queen of Swords, there is a meshing of emotion, communication, and power. The Queen of Swords meshes together communication, emotion, and power. This means she's a badass. In recent times, uh, a lot of people have been trying to reclaim this card as a positive feminist card and say that if you pull the Queen of Swords, it means you're super cool and badass and independent. All of which may be true. But there is also an element of severity and loss to her. She is associated with widowhood, with having lost something, with, with experiencing grief. And only in dealing with this grief is she able to kind of mesh all these things together. So the positive reading you can take from this is that you have power right now. Occasionally for this type of reading, so if you're new here, hi, welcome. This is Burning Tarot, and what we do is there is, um, I mean, we have hundreds or maybe even thousands of scattershot listeners, but we just have a small handful of people who are regulars, who listen to this podcast, who uh, send their little messages to me about how they're doing and how the readings seem to be affecting them. I love that, you guys. Burningtarot at gmail.com. I don't do social media stuff with Burning Tarot, so I don't think you can find me there. But we have this small group that kind of stays in touch. People buy readings for themselves as well. Readings as gifts for other people. So that's our little, our handful of Burning Tarot folks. And we go on a nature walk, or today we sit in a small city listening to a small plane overhead, and we draw a tarot card. So this is different. This is one card from multiple people giving us something to think about in the upcoming weeks. Some people use this podcast, it has come to my attention, as a way of learning the cards. Keep in mind that every time I'm pulling a card, I'm reading it for this moment and this occasion, this audience. It may not be how I would read this card in a different reading. So if you were to draw this card, like say you bought a three card reading from me and we pulled this at the end, I might, depending on the reading, I might be like, dude, this is someone in your life. This is the Queen of Swords. And it's a powerful woman who's kind of getting to you. So it could be read this way for all of us here at the Burning Tarot Podcast, hanging out. That's a possibility. I think it's more likely that what we're going to experience of the Queen of Swords, each of us, each of us who's part of Burning Tarot, we're going to feel this part of ourselves. The wounded feminine who comes out strong. The strong feminine who gets wounded or who has been wounded. What happens with our wounds? We have language for that in the current day. We have words like trauma. We can put a positive spin on that. If you don't experience any trauma, you're not really capable of empathizing with others to any really spectacular degree. 
you're just a, if you're just a happy queen cosseted in your palace and everything goes great, you don't really understand the peasants who come to you entreating you for help. It's just abstract, perhaps. Unless you yourself have experienced privation, death, difficulty, trauma, wounding. So sometimes we overdo it when we're, <laughs> when we're dealing with our, like, hey, I've got privation and wounding. And we kind of build up a really strong shield or a really strong sword. So we might be really defensive. When we get to the Queen of Swords, she can be defensive, but she's also very comfortable going on the offensive, right? And, and that standing sword there is there to tell you that. She will defend herself, and if she feels like it, she'll go after you. So we might want to watch ourselves and notice when we want to go after somebody else. Even if it's just in your mind, like maybe you've got very good self-control, you're not really going to go after anybody, but you have the sensation of wanting to. It's the customer service person for your freaking phone service that's going all wacko. It's your wife. It's your son, your daughter, your husband, your cousin, your best friend. Somebody you've never met at the grocery store who's wearing an obscene hat and a, a carrying a flag in their pickup truck that's about a candidate you don't like. And you feel that surge, that surge of kind of wanting just for those people to shut up, you know, or those people to stop. This is a good time for all of us to notice that. I don't think we should be afraid of our feminine strength. I don't think we should back down from looking at our wounds or moving from a place of great strength. But look for, you know, look for where that goes. Does that go to jealousy, envy, pettiness, uh, simplistic thinking? I'm the good guy in my throne with my sword. You're the bad guy with the, you know, Trump flag in your truck bed. Just thinking it can be like waving a sword. So I would say we should look at that. See where the sword wants to take us. Uh, swords like it when we have intelligent discussion, when we have good journaling. Sometimes public discussion would work as well, but with the queen energy, I would actually, I'd be careful about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is probably not one to work out on your Facebook feed. But see if there's someone you can talk to therapist, a trusted friend, um, or get a reading. Also a good time. You can get a reading with me where we would uh, probably first pull cards and do an audio reading and then have a conversation afterwards, right? Find someone you can talk to about this stuff. And while, and while you're doing that, just observe. When is it that I want to feel defensive? When is it that I want to lash out? Even if I'm not, you know, going to do it. What is it teaching me? These actions can lead us back to the wound. And sometimes that wound needs real attention. It can't just be glossed over because we're sitting in a big throne, wielding a large sword. So Queen of Swords has a lot of value, but she's limited. She's limiting herself. Oops, I gotta check the time. Hold on here. What do we got? All right, my dudes. 
I gotta finish this up. Um, short one this week. We've got the Queen of Swords. I gotta photograph her here in this little town. I gotta jump in my car and go. I truly appreciate all of you who listen to Burning Tarot. You can support the effort by purchasing a reading for yourself or somebody else. Um, sometimes we have a little donation fund going. And um, I don't think that's happening right now, though. And, uh, you know, tell your friends if you think they would be a good match for me and my style and our little Burning Tarot group here. Enjoy your Queen of Swords energy. It should give you a feeling of strength, even if that strength can sometimes turn to viciousness (laughs) or whatever. Um, You might find yourself with very quick thinking, sharp thinking, and... um, And that doesn't have to be bad. It's just different, right? So pay attention to it. Learn from it. Enjoy it. And just, you know, don't chop anybody's head off. Just don't do that, okay? Uh, Easy for me to say. I'm the kind of person who totally ends up in those arguments. Throwing my sword around. But that doesn't mean it's a good thing to do. (laughs) I suppose it doesn't help that they give me a newspaper column to do it in. But I'll try to remember that too. Queen of Swords... She can really help. She could really help her people if she was working from a place of understanding of her own wounds and, and if she let people in, you know, in a gentle way. So we got to balance out her energy. All right, my peeps. If you want a reading, please go to TiffanyLeeBrown.com. And those of you who are waiting for, like, big, giant readings, uh, especially the astrological ones, I am working on it. Uh, If you buy uh, an astro reading right now, you'll be on kind of a waiting list. It's going to be a few weeks before I get to you. If you buy tarot, that goes faster. Um, Yeah. Anyway, love all you guys. Bye.